there as well, and that is Yahweh, and he is not alone. In fact, one inscription says, Barachti etchem le Yehovah shomron ul asheratu. In English, I have blessed you by Yahweh of Samaria and his Asherah. As a side note, I pronounce the name Yudhevavhe as Yehovah because that is the most common way of pronouncing this name, if it is even mentioned at all. The people who inscribe this may not have pronounced it this way. If you recall earlier, I quoted the Old Testament illustrating that Ahab built an Asherah. Well, this was the same period of the Kuntilat Arjud inscriptions. It is clear she was incredibly popular during this period. There are other inscriptions that consistently associate Yahweh with Asherah as well. Many believe that during this time, Asherah was considered the divine consort and queen to Yehovah, or Yahweh. She was, in fact, the only goddess that the ancient Israelites really knew. In the book, Gods, Goddesses, and Images of God in Ancient Israel, it states, Asherah was the only major goddess surviving in Palestine. In a great article on the Biblical Archaeology Review, September-October 2012 edition, How the Mother God Got Spayed, it states, Indeed, worship of the Mother God in conjunction with the Father God can be demonstrated to have occurred within ancient Israel. Both the Bible and archaeology confirms this. So it isn't that the Mother God was absent from their worship, rather she was consciously eradicated from worship by the religious authorities. Professor Oylen, a Brown University professor and author of Asherah and the Cult of Yahweh, states, The goddess Asherah was an acceptable and legitimate part of Yahweh's cult in non-Deuteronomistic circles. The association of the Asherah and the cult of Yahweh suggests in turn that Asherah was the consort of Yahweh in circles both in the north and the south. Will Deaver, the author of Did God Have a Wife, pretty much says the same thing. He mentions in the book that during archaeological digs, many female figurines were found and that were part of Israelite folk religion, or as Oylen called it, non-Deuteronomistic circles. Yahweh was often depicted as having Asherah as a consort. She was known as the Queen of Heaven, and during certain festivals, the Hebrews would bake cakes in her honor. In light of this, we see that the prophet Jeremiah was talking about Asherah when he states, Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 18, The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead the dough to make the cakes to the Queen of Heaven. We find further proof in the book of Jeremiah that many Israelites were nervous about not worshipping Asherah. They thought not doing so brought upon them suffering. Jeremiah chapter 44 verses 17 through 18. We will certainly do everything we said we would. We will burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and will pour out drink offerings to her just as we and our ancestors, our kings and our officials did in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. At the time we had plenty of food and we were well off and suffered no harm. But ever since we stopped burning incense to the Queen of Heaven and pouring out drink offerings to her, we have had nothing and have been perishing by the sword and by famine. Those two verses are revealing, don't you think? In later texts of Judaism, mainly the Talmud, Asherah is also mentioned, but with an illegal text elucidating what is considered true idol worship as it pertains to Asherah poles, or trees. I will quote a passage here just to illustrate how rabbis process these kinds of ideas. In a Talmudic text called Avodah Zarah, which means in English strange or foreign worship, 
or the more commonly uninspired term idolatry, it states the following. There are three laws of Asherah forbidden to idolatry. If a tree was originally planted to be worshipped, it is forbidden. If one cuts it, leaving the stump or the branches in order to worship the new growth, if the new growth is removed, the tree is permitted. If idolatry was put under it and removed, the tree is permitted. I know it is rather particular. The remainder of the text is just as convoluted and more so. This particularity is common in the Talmud. It borders on the compulsive. I will supply a link here for you to read the entire text of Avodah Zarah so you can get a full Talmudic experience as it pertains to idol worship. Just an FYI, on the website below, the term for Asherot or Asherah or plural Asherim is Asheros, which is simply a reflection 